Hey friends, it's Jocelyn at jamminwithjocelyn.com, your certified life coach helping working moms create their ideal work-life balance so they can thrive at work, at home, and in life. You're listening to the Jammin' with Jocelyn podcast, the show for people who want to be inspired and live more joyfully and with awareness. I love having deep, soulful, and fun conversations about complex issues to deepen our self-awareness and compassion for ourselves and others. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, before we dive into today's episode, here's a quick announcement. Are you a working mom or someone who wants to integrate mindfulness into your day so you can be centered at work and home? Then grab your free mindfulness practices list, which gives you choices. It'll save you time from Googling different ways to practice mindfulness. Just grab the mindfulness practices list at jamminwithjocelyn.com or click the link at the bottom of the show notes. Alrighty, let's dive into today's episode. All right. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Jamming with Jocelyn podcast. And I am excited for this conversation to get together with Patricia Tomlin from Patricia Andre Tomlin Coaching. Did I say that correct, Patricia? Yes, yes. you did. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. We, you know what? This is going to be so fun because we don't know where this conversation is going to go, but we know where we're starting. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But before we begin, I want to introduce Patricia to you. So Patricia is a certified whole life coach who specializes in confidence, DEI, child and youth coaching in one-on-one and group settings. And she has been practicing her craft for over 20 plus years now and continues to impact the lives of others in a positive and productive way. And as a coach, much of her work is centered around diversity, equity, and inclusivity. What is most important to Patricia is that she is able to lead with compassion for herself, for others, and for their success. And I want to just give a little story, story time, everyone, about how (laughs) Patricia and I met because it it literally, I, I don't know if Patricia agrees, but it's like divine timing literally it is no i i agree wholeheartedly 100 percent. it is definitely divine timing um it was such a unique connection that we had very unique so both the patricia and i met at the bipoc coach collective which you've probably heard in a few episodes back with alex dumas who's the vice president of it but she and i met at one of the meetings and here's my story that morning, I literally did not want to log in. <laughs> I, I was having a morning and I was like, oh, do I want, do I, and it's on a you know Friday morning. I was like, oh, do I want to go? I went mm-hmm. for my usual walk, which is one of my oh. practices. And my spiritual guides were like, you got to log on. Yeah. You got to log on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, all right, I'm logging on because this community is great. Even though I feel like crap, I'm going to log on <laughs> because I, there's great people in there. I was just yeah. getting in my own way. So uh-huh. it was a gift to log on because that is how Patricia and I met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny you say that because that's exactly how I was feeling that morning. I was, should I go? Shouldn't I go? Oh, I'm going to miss it this week. Oh, I'm not going to bother. Oh, my goodness, I have to log on. And then it was literally five minutes before the start of the, um, you know, the Q&A and the, yeah. uh, what do you call it? The, the call, you know, the, yeah. The networking, yeah. Thing, yes. That I said, okay, Patricia, you know what, just log on. And I logged on and here we are. Look at this. I Look mean, at this. 
Yes. You know, how many, how many months later? Oh my gosh. I can't even, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't Yeah, I know it was that long ago, but it's crazy how we did come together, you know? And, uh, but I, I mean, I did get that sense of, um, of, um, acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, we haven't actually met in person, which is another thing that, you know, kind of blows my mind because in today's world, everybody's virtual, everybody's, um, you know, on video, yeah. but it's as if you're sitting in the room with me, you know, yeah. and we have a connection, we have an understanding and the trajectory in which we're heading towards is very similar, right? So there yeah. was a, a real, um, you know, a real connection and a bond there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about this because I, I sense like, okay, this is where we're going. And we're just going to go with it. <laughs> like both of us listened to just this inner calling to mm -hmm. follow that and look at where it led us to a new mm -hmm. friendship mm -hmm. that is, you know, for me is very soul giving and I yeah. have so much fun. <laughs> we meet every week and it's yeah, so much fun. So it it's um, like how, I guess, my question to you, Patricia, is like, how did you like build that muscle to be able to tune into just, you call it, you've t told me your inner leader that leads yeah. you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, the way I've done that is progression over the years. I was never that person that listened to myself because I was conditioned out of it as a child. Ooh, yeah. um yeah. you know so and and for many people they are conditioned out of believing they you know call it what you want call it your inner leader call it your gut call yeah. it your intuition yeah. call it you know that shiver that goes down your back whatever you relate with yeah. but we've been conditioned out of that yeah. and i realized that the only way that i can now come back and be my authentic self is to tap back into that so as an adult, um, on, well, I'm not just as an adult in my later years, and I'm not old, but I'm older, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I realize that if I'm telling everyone and if I'm telling myself that I'm showing up authentically, I need to listen to my inner self. Mm. And if my inner self says, you know, this is where you need to be, this is what you need to do. It's about trusting it. Right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. The, the aspect of trust and what comes with trust is fear, but you really have to feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh, my God. That's so nuanced, right? Like, mm -hmm. to trust, you also have to feel the fear. Feel the fear. It, feel the yeah. fear because mm -hmm. it's like not saying, you know, like that whole, like, be fearless. Okay. You know what, guys? In, yeah. It's, it's not, not yeah. being, uh, not there's like no such thing as being fearless. It doesn't exist. It's, you know, it'd be yeah. great if we walked around and we did everything that we needed to do and we didn't feel fear. But fear for me is a motivator. Ooh, okay. Fear for mm -hmm. me is, um, you know, a message that I'm moving forward, that I'm learning new things, that mm -hmm. I am progressing, that I am evolving into yeah. the next stage of my life. Yeah. So I embrace fear at this point in my life, because when I feel fear, that means I'm doing something that is new to me or something that I'm not familiar with or comfortable with yet, yeah. which means that I'm moving forward. Well, you're pointing at something because like I can hear my inner critic like, <laughs> well, but fear, da, 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 da. I'm like, you know what? Sit down. 
<laughs> all right like because i there's two things that come up okay it's like uh-huh. fear that you embrace and that moves you forward and fear that gets you stuck or like you just be in it and it takes you down that rabbit hole and mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. like i don't know about you but i've experienced both <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I've and you always experience listen, it. yeah yeah right? Right? you know full disclosure i've been in i've been stuck I've been down that rabbit hole. I've been way down that rabbit hole to the point that it's so dark and deep that I don't know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. However, I've stuck with it because Mm -hmm. I've, I know that anything is only for a time. Nothing is forever. Oh, say that again. Anything is only for a time. Nothing good or bad is forever. Yeah. So, in light of that and understanding that there's this notion that you know what stick with it stay with it hold on to it continue mm-hmm. to um you know to visualize where you're heading yeah what your purpose is you know and ultimately as we know nothing is forever so you begin to then come out of that out of that hole you yeah. begin to move up and out and on to the That's- next thing that's totally opposite of the conditioning that you mentioned earlier because we've been oh yeah I don't know Mm -hmm. about y'all you know audience Mm -hmm. it's like I've been conditioned to either like resist the fear Mm -hmm. right and not trust myself yeah and to look externally outside of myself to help you know to like Mm-hmm. yeah to just look outside of myself oh, yeah. right yeah we've we've been taught many different things we've been taught to mask the fear we've mm. been taught to pretend it doesn't exist at all yeah we've been taught to um you know to suppress the yeah. fear but yeah. if you embrace it you're allowing yourself resonant choice and with resonant mm-hmm. choice comes action mm. if you're making the choice then you may then then you find that you're freeing yourself up for action yeah and that's that's really being in your empowered state of authenticity because mm-hmm. you're listening Absolutely. to yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. listening to yourself and 100%. you're trusting yourself. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that I trust more than my inner gut, my inner leader. Um, I don't always listen to it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> yes. saying that every time I hear it, I listen to it. It's, you know, and everything goes well and everything's just wrapped up in a bow and no. it's all nice and fancy, you know. Yeah. No, that's not the truth. The truth is, is that sometimes sometimes our saboteur will, will, will step in and that's when we start to go down this rabbit hole because we're keeping ourselves stuck. We're not free, mm. you see. So mm. when you feel fear but you don't feel free, to express it and expose it, then you get stuck. Mm, that's what the saboteur and the inner critic, similar names that mm-hmm. just, or we can also call it the ego, you know, like. Oh yeah, the, well, yeah, the ego, yeah. The ego says, oh, I can, you can't do it. You're, there's no way you can do that. You're not capable of that. You're not, um, you know, you're not um, deserving of that. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you might be moving forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. For some time you may believe the ego. For some times you may for some time you may believe the saboteur. However, once you recognize it, move beyond it. Yeah. And that leads to yeah. freedom and like it leads freedom. To freedom. Yeah. freedom leads to like that inner peace. Like, cause that was for a long time, like I was seeking peace. 
Like I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to mm-hmm. feel at peace. Mm-hmm. I just want to feel calm. And really it's not like, you know, externally feeling calm. It, it was more like inwardly feeling calm. Yeah. And, you know, but I was seeking that in like everything else outside of me when actually it's trusting yourself. It is. And it really is about your, trusting yourself. Yeah, trusting. But man, trusting yourself is hard. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you find that really ironic? That the one person that you know that you are fully um, connected with is the self, but it's the one person that you find hardest to trust. That's right? when you say it like that, you're like, like my first thought was like well duh shouldn't you trust yourself (laughs) exactly like more than anything you should trust yourself but in trusting yourself you're not just talking about trusting yourself to do good to do well to do everything that you know you need to do to move forward and be what you consider to be successful Uh in trusting yourself you're also trusting that you will make mistakes you're trusting that you won't always have the answers you're trusting that sometimes you will get stuck you know, you're trusting that you're human. Yeah. Just like everyone else. Yeah. So once you understand those things, because, you know, we were, were raised under a binary of good and bad. That is so true. Black and white. Yeah. Black and white, good and bad, bad right and wrong. And wrong. Mm-hmm. I've conditioned myself out of that. Mm. There's no right or wrong in life. There just is. Oh. <gasps> Guys, that's just, that's called acceptance. Like that's called acceptance. That's called like being in the freaking present moment and accepting mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. life gives you, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, sour lemons or lemonade, right? Like, exactly. it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's accepting yeah. what is. It's and it's not like I don't know, someone I forgot what the term is. It's not like soothing yourself and saying, "It's okay," you know, da da da. It's like yeah. just accepting mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. whether you know without any judgment that's the best yeah, way I can put it yeah mm-hmm. right yeah. Like, and you know yeah. and it's also being able to sit with the notion of discomfort in those oh, spaces that's so right hard. <laughs> yeah so hard. it is very hard I find it hard as well I mean you know nobody wants to be uncomfortable everybody wants to sit in the comfy chair you know yeah everybody wants and when you're in the comfy chair you don't want to give that up Okay, here we go. Metaphors. Y'all, Patricia is so good with life metaphors. And we have so much fun with this because, okay, go ahead. Comfy chair metaphor. Let's talk about it. Think about it. You know, you've got six chairs in a room, all in a circle. And one of those chairs is a comfy, lazy boy chair. The other chairs are the school, you know, the, the school classroom, little chairs that you have to, you have to, kneel down to sit on and your knees are in pain because we're big people now we're not children Mm -hmm. anymore yeah and there's that one chair that is the lazy boy recliner comfy chair that everybody wants to sit on yeah but you happen to come in first and you sit on the comfy chair for anyone else that comes in even if an a more elderly person comes in who you feel could probably benefit in more from that chair that mm. you're sitting in. Yeah. You don't want to give up that chair. <laughs> I mean, no, lazy boy chair, kick my you, feet up. You know, out of principle, out of respect, you may give up the chair, but you don't want to. Mm. You don't want to. Nobody wants to give up their comfy chair, right? Wow. Nobody wants to step into discomfort because no. it doesn't feel nice, 
right? Yeah. But again, we've been conditioned to believe that everything that is supposed to be for us and that is good for us in life is supposed to feel nice and feel good. That's not true. Mm, that's not, not true. true. Not true because because there are like like that phrase, you know, within the failures or within the discomfort, there is something like great in there. Like there's like well, there's yeah, there's a again metaphor. Metaphor. There's, yeah. there's a pearl inside the oyster. Mm. Right? The oyster doesn't look really nice on the exterior. It looks yeah. ugly, gray, and it's horrible. Yeah. But you open that up and you search inside, you see this beautiful shiny pearl. So mm. you have to you have to take the bad in order to get to the good, good. if you see life that way, right? Yeah. Um, and um, I think that for myself, and I don't always remember the, you know, the dualities that we're conditioned under. Um, however, slow and steady, think, be methodical, be in the moment, and many of this, these things will come to you authentically. Oh, I love, so I love the, is it the, the oyster metaphor, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. It, like when you said that, when you like the good and the badly, bad, badly, that is not even a word, everyone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> y'all, tongue twister, vocabulary words have been really hard for me lately. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but the, the metaphor of the oyster, right? Like it's not pretty on the outside. There are things that, that as hum- I'm going to go with this metaphor, like as human beings, we have been conditioned. I, it's like, it's thrown at us and some mm-hmm, of it sticks, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, like it mm-hmm. sticks to the shell of the oyster mm-hmm, makes it not look mm-hmm. pretty. But when we look mm-hmm. inward inside the oyster and we take the time to go inward inside of ourselves, there is a beautiful pearl inside. Like, and yes. that is like, yeah. that can mm-hmm. represent like your light, your freedom, your peace anything mm-hmm. that your joy anything. anything your your nirvana whatever it is that you're aiming for yeah it's you know? all already in there mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. have to recognize yeah. Have to ch- yeah just chip away at the exterior oh. and it's not fun chipping away at the exterior oh hell no you know it's not fun to do that but then you know who told you life was supposed to be fun all, I mean, and, and yes, mm-hmm. life is supposed to be fun. There's got to be some fun in life because if there wasn't, then we, we would have no motivation to keep moving forward. That is true. Right. Mm-hmm. But in general, um, the fun that is created in life is the fun that we create for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, I mean, that's how I, you know, see it logically when I'm thinking in the right mind. <laughs> so for your story, like, how did you come to this space of being to see life in the in this way like you know um i mean i I don't know if if you guys know but i or if you can hear i'm i was born in england i grew up in england love your accent (laughs) thank you (laughs) i was born in england i grew up and you know i went through my own struggles um trying to figure out who i was where i'm from where i belong where i fit um in my mid-20s I decided you know what I I can't see a way through where I was in England so I decided to move and I came to Canada I came to Canada on my own um you know and again I placed myself in a in a a space that was so uncomfortable for me Mm -hmm. um you know but with I didn't even think about that actually until I was actually in the space Mm -hmm. but then I'm in this space that's so uncomfortable now what do I do I have to get out of this discomfort I have to push push past the discomfort um, so over the years, obviously, 
um, different interactions, um, different experiences, different challenges, um, different fallouts, um, you know, different relationships that I entered into and, and came out of brought me to a place where I said, okay, I've been doing it the way that I've been conditioned to do it for all these years. Mm. And it's not working. Something about that's not working mm. because I'm not happy. Ooh, I'm not the, content. The awareness. Yes. Mm. The awareness of, um, you know, discontent, dysfunction, um, the misery in many, many um, situations. I mean, I've been in depressive states and try to figure out what's going on here. What's missing? What do I, what don't I have? What is it that I'm doing wrong? Yeah. What I understood ultimately, as I pushed through that, sat with the discomfort, mm. stayed in the, you know, stayed in the rabbit hole for some time. Mm -hmm. But like I said, nothing good or bad lasts forever. So as I'm coming out of that, and I came out of it more than once, um, but each time I came out of that, I learned something new about myself. Mm. Um, and what I ultimately learned about myself is mm -hmm. that there's only one way to do this thing called life, and it's to do it the authentic, as, as authentically as I can. Mm. Um, not under a conditioning of outsiders, of others but under a tutelage of my own inner wisdom. Ooh, alignment within yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's powerful. Like it yeah. has, it has, and I'm, I don't want to say, well, I don't know what I say. It has nothing to do with it anymore. Like, well, it's like, it's recognition. Like first it's like awareness. You're like, how am I in this rabbit hole? Like recognition mm -hmm. that you're in that rabbit yeah. hole. Mm -hmm. But also it's like, you there's just like the sense of empowerment and recognizing I got to align with my authentic self within yeah like, I well I, I started to make decisions for myself as oh. opposed to follow conditionings should of you, others that's, yeah what I, others told I, you you should do yeah exactly you the know and the voices are there the voices are there you know the voices from childhood yeah. the voices from um you know um elementary school yeah the voices from um you know interacting with um, people in, in in positions of authority, the voices of community that say you're yeah. supposed to do, you should do it this way. Yeah. What I say is there's nothing in this world that you should do. Mm. It's about what you choose to do. Ooh, I love that reframe. <laughs> Go from shooting yourself to choosing yourself. To choosing yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Choose what you should do. Don't, there's nothing you should do, right? Yeah. Um now, obviously, your choices bring consequences. Mm -hmm. We yeah. have to recognize that. Your yeah. choices are going to bring consequences. Yeah. Once you recognize the consequences mm -hmm. of your choices, then you make a decision on the choices that you actually make. Because if you can't manage the consequence, don't make the choice. Mm, that takes a lot of awareness. You know, it does. Um, but I think... For me, it's progress. It's a progression. It wasn't something that I studied. Yeah. It wasn't something that I said, oh, I need to figure this out and I need to study this and I need to remember it and I need to regurgitate it. It, it came authentically from my soul. It's, a, it, it's, it's, a, it's an inner wisdom yeah. that I've learned over the years through my experiences, through the decisions I've made myself. 
um, you know, through the interactions with community, with life itself, you know, through the spaces, the places that I've been. I, I mean, I love to travel. I've traveled a lot in my life. So, you know, through through travel, through understanding from a different perspective, through understanding from a different traje trajectory of where someone else ha is coming from, because mm -hmm. no two people are alike. No two people's situation, circumstances are the same. Yeah. So trying to step outside of your positioning and envision or understand the position of an, an, an other, you can recognize that to a large degree, it is about the choices we make as individual people. Yeah. Yeah. And how the, how that, yeah, like you said, the choices and the consequences that, yeah, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. fall, fall, you yeah. know, come after, you know, it's like yeah. Yeah. having, you know, recognizing that, but it's like what you said, like having, stepping outside and having that perspective mm -hmm. to be able to mm -hmm. make that choice and understand yeah. the mm -hmm. consequences yeah. Yeah. for yourself yeah. and for yeah. others. Yeah. But also like, I want to circle back to what you said. It's like releasing from your past stories, like releasing from like the, your, what those past experiences have conditioned you to think or feel or mm -hmm. act. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, you don't have to be that person anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's not about forgetting no. those, those, that conditioning or forgetting those stories. Yeah. It's about asking yourself, how is this serving me today? Mm -hmm. And if it's not serving you, let it go. Right. It's yeah. a, you know, it really is about looking at that and saying, okay, well, I was taught that you're supposed to do this, 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 and this. How is that serving me today? How has it served me over the years? Yeah. You know, um, you know, was I taught that for the for the for the um, benefit of me or was I taught that because it was a conditioning, a cultural conditioning, mm -hmm. a, um, you know, a um, what would you say? Or like um, a projection of someone else's. Exactly. Yeah. A projection mm -hmm. of someone else's understanding mm -hmm. or authoritarian positioning yeah. um, or authoritative positioning. Right. Yeah. So. I've begun to ask myself, what is it I need? What mm. is it that I need to serve me in order mm. to move forward? Yeah. Um, you know, and much of what I was conditioned to believe was not serving me. Mm. Do you think that, like, I guess my thought was, my question here is, like, are there things that, like, when I think about my own life, like, maybe there, there are some things in my upbringing, in my past that I have I have awareness of and now I'm like oh that actually does serve me so I'll I'll keep it but like looking back at other experiences or narratives that I unconsciously took on or mm -hmm. conditioning mm -hmm. of like oh that actually isn't serving me right now or serving me now moving yeah. forward exactly right? exactly it's as simple as that right mm -hmm. you know there are many things that I've learned in my life thanks to my mom and my dad you know, and my um, my siblings and mm -hmm. my community. There are many things I've learned that have served me really well. You mm -hmm. know, that have kept me grounded, that have kept yes. me focused, that yeah. have kept me um, elevated. Yeah. But there are also some things that I've learned that were not serving me at all, and were um, they were um, disrupting my saboteur. Oh. So. Um, for instance, 
I'll give you um, one example. I was raised that you can't go to bed if there are dishes in the sink, dirty dishes in the sink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. The sink mm -hmm. needs to be clean and clear. And and that was a conditioning that I was raised under in my household. Yeah. Um, in, yeah. in my parents' household. Yeah. I have two sisters, one older, one younger. I'm slap in the middle. Mm -hmm. And between the three of us, we had to make sure the kitchen was clean and clear. Yeah. You know, as yeah. we got to that age, these were things that we were, you know, because we, we, we were taught, um, you know, life skills. Yes. And these are some of the life skills that we were taught. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, I kept that and I followed that into my adulthood. But what I found was that there are some nights I don't want to wash dishes. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just go to bed. I don't want to wash dishes that are in the sink. So what I found for a time was that I would reluctantly go to the sink and wash dishes. Mm. But I would, be, I would be forced under that conditioning mm -hmm. to wash those dishes that are in the sink whatever it might be, right? To make sure the sink was clean and clear. Yeah. And then I may go to bed frustrated, irritated, sometimes yeah. angry, feeling like I didn't have power over my own choices. Ooh. That's conditioning, right? Ooh, that phrase, the power, yeah, the over, power your... over Right. Or oh, even the power over, over the choices that you make. Your choices mm. are not your own. Mm. You're choosing based on someone else's conditioning. Mm. Then I said to myself, well, who are you washing these dishes for? I live, you know, who am I washing these dishes for? Yeah. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> so why can't I just do it for myself tomorrow? Yeah. And then you, you can know? go to sleep, like not frustrated and angry. Exactly. And it's a very simple thing, but it changes the trajectory of your thinking and it, it disrupts your sage, as we call it, right? Your inner, um, your inner your, leader, your intuition, your whatever inner you want leader, to call you're it. In, yeah. You're in a piece, right? Mm -hmm. It disrupts that inner piece when you think you have to do something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I began to experiment and I said, you know what? Just don't do them. Let's see what happens. Make a choice not to do them. Let's see what happens. An experiment. Happens. Just ex experiment. Yeah, just experiment. Guess what happens? I would wake up the next morning. I would have the music playing. I would make a coffee or whatever. And what's the first thing I'm doing? Washing these dishes. And you're having and before fun. You know it, yeah. <laughs> before you know it, the sink is clear and I can get on with my day. I feel like I've accomplished something, you know, outside of all the other things, obviously yeah. you do in the morning before you get on with your day. Yeah. But I felt as though I'd accomplished something, um, you know, and I did it with an energy that didn't draw me down. I did it mm. with an energy that lifted me up, mm. right? And that's such mm -hmm. a simple thing. But this is how in life I had been conducting myself until I got to a point where I realized it's time for me to take a hold of my, my own life and make my decisions for myself. And that opened up, like you just pointed to this this example of the washing dishes, right? The conditioning of washing dishes. Mm -hmm. and I, that like when you like allowed yourself to be in that space of aligning to your, you know, uh, inner leader and just stepping away from that conditioning and choosing, having the power of that choice, it opened up like this box of energy of like a new energy. It did. I went it's to like, bed feeling powerful. I went to bed saying, yes, I made a decision that served me first. 
That feels and so then, good. <laughs> yeah. And then I get a restful sleep. Yeah. And then I wake up the next morning. I mean, I probably have a really nice fluffy dream as well. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah. I can't always remember my dreams. So no. <laughs> I rested, I rested well. And then mm. I wake up the next morning with a bright, with the right attitude, you yeah. know, an attitude of gratitude, as they say. Ooh, right. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I realized that I needed to implement that concept into other areas of my life. It's a pra- it's a and practice. It's a practice. It's a practice. And it's a forgiveness. It's oh, being able to hold the space for yourself and forgive yourself for not getting to the conditioning when you're supposed when you were conditioned to get to it, right? Forgive oh, yourself yeah. for not wanting to wash those dishes. Don't beat yourself up about that. Don't start telling yourself, "Oh, well you're lazy and you're, you know, and you're in disarray and you're you, you know, you're not, um, you're not organized and all those things that your saboteur will tell you just because you didn't get to the dishes that, that, that night. Right. Mm, yeah. Don't um, shame yourself. Don't shame don't yourself. Sh- yeah. Don't shame yourself. Don't judge yourself yeah. because you didn't get to them that night. You just go do it the next morning. And I know that there will probably be some people listening and thinking, well, that's not such a big thing for some people. It's a very big thing. Mm-hmm. And it is those little nuances that we live with that, bring us it to a place whereby it becomes this big thing that um, makes us feel as though we're inadequate yeah. makes us feel as though we're not serving you know well whoever we are trying to serve makes us feel as though we're failing yeah uh, you know it's not just one thing that says oh I, that makes you feel like you're failing it's the little it's the, it's the, it's the, little, things. the little things the little things that you beat yourself up about at different times yeah. that bring you to a space whereby ultimately it becomes this big thing. And then you become this big giant failure in your own head, of course. Yeah. It, it, it like, it, like, it, it's like, um, here, I'm going to throw a metaphor. Let's see. <laughs> it's like, go ahead. It's John. like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I'm thinking of a roller coaster. So it's like, you, okay. it's like a little thing. And then like that, gets you and then it, you just start it just starts you just start riding up the roller coaster the very peak and by the time you're there you're like how did I get up here mm-hmm. right and then you just it just grows into this huge thing from just a little thing like your example the yeah. washing dishes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. creates this narrative and belief mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. who you think you are <laughs> which yeah. is which yeah. is like mm-hmm. okay if you're you know like you said Patricia those of you who are think, thinking, oh, that's like just a little um, thing. But actually, if you take a step back and think about all the, you know, like some of your beliefs about yourself, mm. what people call it, limiting beliefs or whatever, you know, yeah. your criticism of on yourself, like, like taking notice of like little moments that mm-hmm. you're unconsciously led into those big, like. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a rip, it's a ripple effect. Yes. Throwing a small pebble into oh. the lake. Here we go. Another metaphor. Another metaphor. Yeah. You see it. You see it happening as it's happening. Right. It's one little thing. And then it just grows, you know, and as it grows, it gets bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're in a deep hole Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to get yourself out of it. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about this forgiveness of yourself in those moments. (gasps) Right. Like, okay. Because like the other thought is like forgiveness of yourself for recognizing the conditioning that you've experienced absolutely yeah yeah right it's it's just allowing yourself to be enlightened and just be 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I said, it's not good or bad. It just is. Yeah. Right. It's not right or wrong. It just is. So just let it be what it is. Yeah. Um, and the key here is acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Acceptance mm-hmm. of our differences, acceptance of our faults, acceptance. If you want to call them faults, you know, yeah. you don't even have to call them faults. It depends on how you visual, you know, envision them, right? Yeah. Acceptance of those, acceptance of, um, you know, our mis- misunderstandings, misconceptions, uh, misgivings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, it really is about accepting that we are human, not perfect. Mm-hmm. There's no perfection. There's no such, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. That's yeah. a, that's a yeah. construct. That's a, that's a conditioning. It absolutely is a conditioned construct. Yes. It's a very yeah. conditioned construct. And we, some of these conditionings go deep. They go really deep and Ooh, we aspire to, well, we aspire to be, the essence of a conditioning that is has been constructed mm. it's not coming from the soul it's not coming from spirit you know it's not coming from energy it's a it's a social construct mm. you know it's a societal yeah. construct yeah. and we often work to live by these constructs that are unattainable yeah it's like so why do you think that we are like Cause like when I recognize, I'm like, there is no perfection. There is no certain attainment of something that I thought that was that, you know, obviously that was conditioning, yeah, right? Like uh-huh. where I should be or how, who I should uh-huh. be, how, you know, yeah. what I should do, you know, like where mm. there is no, there is no book about how you should live your life basically. Yeah. But it's like, um, but it's like, I just lost my train of thought, everyone. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about the fact that there is no, um, you know, rule book to yeah. live by in respect to, um, you know, conditioning, right? How we're yeah. supposed to live, how we're supposed to show up, how we're supposed to interact, right? Um, what yeah. there is are choices. Mm. Well, we can make you... choices about how we show up. We can make choices about how and who we choose to interact with. We can make choices about how we treat others, how we, um, you know, um, how we socialize, how we show up um, professionally. These are choices that we make as individual people. And everyone has a different version of what's acceptable for them. You Mm. just have to find your version. Mm. Why do you think it's so, it's so, I don't know, a tendency for us to just like go with what the societal conditioning is like because we're all looking for acceptance belonging belonging and acceptance yeah yeah belonging's a good one yeah belonging and acceptance in life we're all looking to be accepted and um um respected and elevated in life you know mm-hmm. um I can't speak for anyone else, but I speak for myself and I'll be open and honest with this one. Um, you know, I am um, a personality that needs to be recognized for my achievement. Mm. And when I say recognize, I don't just mean by me, I mean by others. Mm-hmm. So because when I'm recognized for my achievement, it's one of the benchmarks that I use that tells me that I'm doing well. Mm. Right. And the thing I need is to be able to show up for myself well. So mm-hmm. um, 
it's almost like one of the messages for me. Um, but we're conditioned to believe that we're not supposed to look for um, for recognition or praise or a pat on the back or yeah. oh well done good job because that's the ego. Yes. Right. And the mm -hmm. ego then it's not a good thing. It's that thing that we're not supposed to tap into. Yeah. Um, the reality is is that when I'm recognized for my achievement and my excellence it's a part of what motivates me to keep going. Mm -hmm. So when I don't get that, I sometimes get stuck. Yeah. And I believe that there are many other people in this world like myself, more so than not, who yeah. are not just going to keep going and keep going. And your, um, your recognition comes in many different forms. Mm -hmm. It could be that you're, you've got a big bank account. It could be that you're driving a really comfortable car it could be that you're able to um, you know, travel the world. It could be that you've got a really good social network that supports you. you know? yeah. It could yeah. be that you're, um, you know, you're happily married and you've got your family, 2.2 kids and your dog and your white picket fence. Yeah. It comes in many different forms, but it has to, it has to feel, um, it has to feel, I don't know what the word is, it has to feel love from inside, right? Whatever it is that you're using, it has to be authentically a love, a love feeling mm, for, for, you, for you, for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, for me, for instance, um, and really what we're talking about are love languages. Yeah. Oh, there's a book, right? right? Like this. Yeah, this the five, the five, five love, love languages. languages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're really talking about love languages. What makes us tick? Um, you know, what feeds us, yeah. um, what makes us want to do more yeah. for ourselves and others, yeah. um, you know, what motivates us, yeah. what, up, what lifts us up. Yeah. Um, and mine is, is that when I'm recognized for my achievements by others and I'm loved by others for my achievements, I'm, I will, you'll get everything out of me if you pour into me. Like that, you yeah. anything you anything you know I can do to serve you, you'll get that out of me. So what you're saying is like, like when it's 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 a this and it's like you are seeing yourself and loving yourself, and you're also when you receive that in as well, like that af that love and that affirmation. It's like it's not one or the other. It's like and and yes. Yeah. Mm, you, yeah. Yes. First and foremost, you have to be able to give it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you have to, you also have to believe it for yourself. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, another, um, another part of this is being able to accept that mm. from others. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah, that's another thing I had to learn as well is, you know, um, when somebody's giving me credit or somebody's praising me, um, Am I, do I believe it? Or, oh, you're just saying that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't really mean it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was nothing. Yeah. You belittle you yourself know, with the compliment. The, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You take the compliment and you belittle yourself, you know, or somebody gives you a compliment about your clothing or about your hairstyle, about your beautiful eyes, whatever it might. Oh, don't be silly. Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just laughing <laughs> it off, that sort of thing. Right? Yes. <laughs> Guilty. I've done it. I, I've done it. Uh, yeah. Guilty. I've done Guilty. it. I've done it. Yeah. And you know, it's it comes from this place of feeling uncomfortable because somebody is 
offering you a compliment. Somebody's recognizing you for, mm-hmm. for, for the, the good that you're doing or for the well-being, um, you know, that you, you're offering to others. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a conditioning. We're conditioned to believe that we're not supposed to be um, self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'm not, we're not really talking about self-absorption here. You see, we have to define no. what it means to be self-absorbed. We're, we're not talking about right? narcissism right here. <laughs> right. Exactly. The, you know, we're not talking about narcissism. And again, it's about, um, you know, recognizing the difference between the two. You can, um, accept praise and accept acknowledgement without being a narcissist. Yes. You know. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, mm. right? Like accepting because I have been conditioned to, um, well, in my culture as an Asian American, right? Like um, it, it's, I've been conditioned to like humility, right? Always mm. be humble. Humble, yeah. Humble. To, I'm going to say it like that because it's just fun. Humble. So that <laughs> because like, because like, you don't want to bring um bring recognition to yourself or put yours, you know, like because that just that doesn't you don't want to draw hum- attention. Don't yes. draw attention to yourself. You know, it doesn't it doesn't show don't, humility. Don't dis- yeah, don't disrespect the family. You know, mm-hmm. don't shame the family or um, you know, yeah. don't um, act out, all of that stuff. Or even even bring recognition, even if it's good. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> Right, like it's yeah, like yeah. so twisted, everyone. Anyways, yeah. it's like it's one of those things where learning how to accept that and know that it's not being a narcissist; it's just receiving with gratitude. It's it's you know? an acknowledgement of gratitude. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's an acknowledgement of gratitude to the other for you know acknowledging and recognizing and yeah. holding you know space for you, but it's also a, a, an um. A, an acknowledgement of self. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledgement and giving of giving yourself, you know, celebrating the self for what it is that you've achieved. Yeah. What That's you said earlier, nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like what you said, it's like loving yourself, recognizing oh, yourself yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. receiving mm-hmm. the love and recognition mm-hmm. from others. Because I think for me, like for a long time, for like the last four decades, as long as I lived <laughs> until like the last, you know, probably the last like five, six years of healing, it's mm-hmm. like it, I was seeking that love and recognition first and foremost outside of myself. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. doing that work, seeking that, you know, doing that self love and self recognition, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know first internally yes right yeah. like mm-hmm. it's not like Doing one it, yeah. or the other like that you do this first and do that second yeah, it's, no, it's no. just like mm-hmm. recognizing oh i can practice self-love and self-recognition mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also receive that and you know receive that and sometimes ask for that because sometimes yeah. Yeah. sometimes that you know when it's been a hard day i'm gonna ask my husband like can you just give me a compliment <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just can you just give me a hug? I need a hug. I just need a hug. Yeah, that's recognition. That's love. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I need a hug. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, depending on um, how you were raised Mm -hmm. culturally, socially, we're not all in this space. I'm talking about myself personally, right? And my own um, experience, my own personal experience. I'm not saying that this is everyone. I'm not saying that this is how we all are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are many people that do this well. 
Mm. Um, you know, and it come, it, it's just a natural thing because that's how they were raised and that's how their parents were raised and their parents before them. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a natural, it wasn't a natural thing. Yeah. In, um, in, you know, in respect to how I was raised or in respect to how I was conditioned as a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that conditioning just didn't just come in the home. It came from anything that I interacted with. I was conditioned to believe that I need to be small in everything. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. it becomes a vicious cycle because you are conditioned to believe that you need to be small. Then you make yourself small, which means that anyone that interacts with, interacts with you treats you small. And it, it just, you know, it just, it just spirals. Yes. And you continue to be, continue to be stuck in this space yeah. um, of um, discomfort, but not knowing how to get out of it because you continuously feel small you feel like you're not serving yourself. You feel like, um, you know, you're not being seen, recognized by anything or anyone, yeah. you know. And I mean, not not wanting to get into this, but just to um, to share. Um, I'm a black female, and I grew up in England in the '60s and '70s. So, mm -hmm. guess what? Mm -hmm. You know, if we weren't small, we were in danger. Mm -hmm. So this and these were these were necessary conditionings, some of yes. them, you know, yeah. out of necessity to keep us safe. Yeah. So um, but these things follow you, right? They follow you into, you know, the 21st century. Yeah. And um, it's about recognizing that, no, that that may have served me then possibly, mm -hmm. but it's not serving me now. Yeah. Well, you're definitely pointing to it's like, look at the times you know, and this, and yeah. what it, what the world was like, what life was like. And, mm -hmm, and yeah, mm -hmm, maybe it did mm -hmm. serve you at, at that time or your family t at that time. Like I remember, yeah. you know, growing up, you know, in the Midwest, we were, yeah. uh, and my parents are immigrants. And I remember it's like, yeah, we don't say anything. Don't draw attention. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it yeah. was a safety mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And like we're here in the 21st, you know, mm -hmm. in a new time, new era. I mean, there's still, you know, there, we still grapple with mm -hmm. the same similar mm -hmm. issues, but yeah. it's different. It's a different time. Different. too. Yeah, we're, we're, we're dealing with a very different generation. Yes. Um, you know, we're, very, we're dealing with a very different time. Um, you know, I mean, my generation is the first generation that grew up without a cell phone. Sorry, the yeah. last generation. The last generation. The last generation that grew up without a cell phone. The generation after us, they grew up with a cell phone. They, you know, they didn't know that a cell phone didn't exist at some point. <laughs> That's you so know? crazy. Right. It, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's true, right? Yes. My generation is the last generation that grew up without computers. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So all of these different, um, you know, elements of change that, allow us to interact differently today than we did when I was growing up means that some of what I was conditioned into as a young person is not going to serve me today. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, you know, I still don't feel comfortable stepping into the forefront in a lot of things. I still sometimes feel very uncomfortable when I have to speak up for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm 55 years old mm. and I still feel a sense of discomfort sometimes. Yeah. when I have to speak up for myself or, um, um, you know, make myself heard or seen. Yeah. 
um, in a crowd or sometimes advocate for myself. I still feel uncomfortable, but I do it anyway. I feel that fear and I mm. do it anyway, right? Well, way to circle back, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't time that. That was so good. I know, wasn't that great? <laughs> that was really good. You have divine timing right there. She oh, just circled way. back yeah. how we started about fear. Yeah. <laughs> Just feeling the fear, but doing it anyway, right? right? It, that's just like points to the evolution of everything, right? The yeah. evolution mm -hmm. of society, the evolution of each of us as individuals, right? It's the evolution and knowing that you are not the same person like five minutes ago, 10 years ago, but yeah. also like forgiving yourself for, I mean, there, you don't need to shame yourself into a spiral. You don't, no. Yeah. about we what you ourselves. Yeah, about what you experience. Yeah. You don't need to mm -hmm. shame yourself for feeling the fear. Just feel the fear, be with it, and you yeah. can make that yeah. powerful choice. Like, am right. I going to make the choice? Do I understand my con the consequences related to a choice? What's going to come mm -hmm. out of this choice? Mm -hmm. And I still feel the fear. Like, yeah. 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 And I just want to I just want to plug for a minute. I'm sure I hope mm -hmm. I can. Not not plugging myself actually. Just plug in the book. There is a book out there, oh. Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, right? Oh, and it's, um, yeah, it's a book by Susan, Susan Jeffers. Mm -hmm. And it's one that I read over 20, 20 well, no, 30, over 30 years ago, actually, now. Damn. Woo! Ooh. I just aged myself. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot about that here, aging ourselves yeah. here, everyone. Aging okay. ourselves, right, yeah, yeah. So I just want to plug that because it was a really good book for me to read in, um, you know, my mid-20s. Mm. that really kind of I, well I mean it impacts me today I constantly use that term you know to feel the fear yeah. and do it anyway it's, yeah. it has stuck with me from the time I read it I still have a copy of the book now I go back to it every once in a while um you know it's one of many books that I've read over time but it's just one of the the, the, the solid foundational books that allowed me um you know the ability to understand that fear is not a bad thing mm -hmm. you know fear is not something that you need to try and avoid mm -hmm. it's something that you need to push through mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? yeah be with yeah. it be with so it I just, yeah i just wanted to acknowledge her suzanne jeffers um the book is called feel the fear and do it anyway go okay. out and grab it if you're struggling in any way in respect yeah. to anything that we've said today. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to link it in our show notes, everyone. But I haven't, yeah. I haven't read it. I should, I'm going to put that book on my book list. Mm -hmm. I love, I love reading yeah. new things. That you know, if I, if I got, if I got royalties for plugging that book, I would be rich by now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Susan Jeffers, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never met her. I don't know her, but no, trust me. If I, if I find a good share, um, mm you know, I'm more than willing to, um, to, to give it away for free. <laughs> That's what I appreciate you, about you, yeah. Patricia, just your, <laughs> you know, service and, uh, and your heart of service for yeah, others. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I really appreciate you just your time and energy as we're going to have to wrap it up because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, there's another topic that I would love to talk about, like fear <laughs> and courage, right? Like what is that? Uh, yeah. But yeah. Maybe we just have to record another conversation. Well, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is a, this is a lifelong podcast. Hey, yeah. the, I'm sure there'll be time, there'll be um, plenty of time, you know, for another, another get together yes um, is there anything yeah. that you want to share about how the audience can connect with you where can they find you 
Right now, um, you know, I am in the process of building um, my business and reinventing myself. So mm-hmm. um, right now you can find me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, under my name, Patricia Andre Tomlin or Patricia Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I don't really have a social platform that I can share with anybody at this time. Believe me, I'm working on it. She's it's working on it, and, yes. Yeah, it's slow and steady <laughs> and watch this space. It will come out at some yes, point. Yes, <laughs> yes. So the link to just connect with Patricia, it will be in the show notes, connect with her on LinkedIn. And thank you so much, Patricia, for just this conversation. It was so much fun. We talked about fun, yeah. a whole host of things. <laughs> yeah, we did. We went, yeah, we kind of went all over the place. But this, I think that's the beauty of when we get together and talk. Yeah. We. You know, there's no agenda, really. No. We start somewhere and we end up maybe right back at the same place or maybe some uh, a whole nother place. But it's what I get from this is just how enlightened I am. Yes, um, same here. You know, and how informed I am after we have conversations. It's, it's amazing to it's be a- able to sit down with you. And also, it's an honor to be able to come onto your podcast oh. and share. Okay, Patricia. So last thing I want to ask you is what is your favorite song that you like to jam to? Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, right now, uh, that it tends to change. But right now, the one song that sticks in my head that is really empowering for me, and Mm. really kind of lifts me up and gets me going is Unstoppable by Sia. Mm. Honestly, it's such an, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, um, Mm -hmm. there's always one that catches me and right now that's the one that catches me it just tells me about who we are as people you know i mean some of the lyrics um i'm a porsche with no brakes oh you know metaphor um, yeah i know exactly Met- <laughs> you know metaphor um and it's like okay yeah i can see that a porsche with no brakes i'm just unstoppable i'm just going to keep going i'm going to keep going and sometimes i will just play it because i need to be you know uplifted or wound up and just to get me going and get me moving forward. So yeah, definitely Unstoppable by Sia. Um, definitely the one, is my, that's my go-to right now, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship and divine timing, y'all. Just listen mm-hmm. to your mm-hmm. inner leader, your intuition, whatever you want, your stage, whatever you want to call it, because you never know what life presents in yeah. front of you and just yeah. listen to it because it can be such a gift and magic. So absolutely. Yeah. And just remember to show up authentically, trust yeah. yourself, trust yourself, you know, trust your inner wisdom and your inner peace Yeah, and it will lead you in the right direction. Dropping some wisdom there, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening in. Here are the main takeaways from today's conversation. One, trust yourself. That part of yourself that's within your inner leader, inner wisdom, intuition, your gut, whatever you want to call it. Two, we've been conditioned to not listen to our inner self and not trusting ourselves. Three, anything and everyone is for a time and nothing good or bad is forever. Four, trusting also invites us to be with the fear that comes with the practice of trusting ourselves. And five, be with the fear and discomfort. And here are three coaching questions to help you reflect on today's conversation. One, what does it look like and feel like to trust yourself and be with the fear that arises? Two, what are the life experiences in which you trust yourself? Three, how can you bring awareness to the conditioning from your past? What conditioning doesn't serve you now? 
Alrighty, friends, I hope you had as much fun listening into today's conversation about the practice of trusting yourself and being with the fear and discomfort. You can connect with Patricia on LinkedIn and the link is in the show notes. Also, if you're a working mom or someone who wants to integrate mindfulness into your day so you can be centered at work and home, then don't forget to grab your free mindfulness practices list, which gives you choices. It'll save you time from Googling different ways to practice mindfulness. Just grab the mindfulness practices list at jamwithjocelyn.com or click the link at the bottom of the show notes. And if you enjoyed listening to today's episode, I invite you to leave a rating or review with your thoughts or takeaways. Also, if you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. Once again, thanks for listening, and I can't wait to jam with y'all next time. Bye, y'all.